welcome to episode 118 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on May 23rd, 2021. My name is Eric, I'm host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, I witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, and I started a small preparedness company to help people look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer. Hi, my name is Ian. I live on Vancouver Island. I clearly have nothing better to do on Victoria Day long weekend than do podcast, I guess. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say preparedness doesn't rest just because it's a holiday. That's true. There's no time to take take off at this point. Um, Except the rest of the panel. They decided to just slack off and disappear. Slackers. Slackers. Well, I'm a student preparedness target shooter and my farm's designated mediocre handyman and chainsaw operator extraordinaire, it turns out. You still have all your limbs, right? Surprisingly, yes. Well, that's good. Good, good. <laughs> well, if you want to help support the show and keep keep the uh, Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got the uh, Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch at uh, prepperpodcast.ca. All the proceeds help keep lights on and the backup generator fueled. All right, if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad, or if there's just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And let us know how uh, upset you are that the rest of the panelists chose not to show up tonight. That's right. <laughs> All right, so we've got some uh, carefully concealed content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some preparedness-related news articles. Next, we're going to let you know what we've done for our preparedness since our last episode. We're going to get into the main topic, stashing your preps. Let's move into the news. All right. You can't say they didn't warn everybody, but uh, according to Bloomberg.com, um, the entire U.S. West Coast is facing a white nickel summer because they're totally anticipating, meaning that it's going to happen, uh, pretty much an entire summer without power, I guess enough power supply for the entire West Coast. They're going to have brownouts and shortages and outages everywhere. Um, of course, because our grids are intertied, that affects Western Canada as well. So, um, yeah, I guess forewarned is forearmed. Power outages this summer for sure because of the hot weather. Bring it on. Yeah. Actually, well, and the funny thing is, is it boils down because the infrastructure is so old in California, especially. Um, the wires get overheated uh, with higher usage because the resistance goes up, as you know, as a ham radio mm-hmm. operator. And so they end up becoming a huge fire hazard because a lot of them, because they've been maintained, there's lots of bushes growing up underneath them. And so they're basically worried about lighting off the bushes. And so they said, well, rather than just having uncontrolled forest fires, we'll just shut off the power. It's just easier that way. <laughs> okay. Because we wouldn't want to do power line maintenance or, you know, any sort of bush clearing or anything else. I guess there's environmental pushback on clearing the underbrush. And anyway, so long story short, it's kind of a disaster of their own creation. But, uh, yeah, no power for them. So environmental pushback if you clear the brush and environmental pushback if the brush is burnt. Yes. Can't win. Uh, yes. In this case, <laughs> you, uh, you cannot please everybody politically all the time. Weird. I would never have thought. Yeah. Uh, I've got another one here. Interesting. It's not really um, news per se. It's been going on for quite a while. As a matter of fact, it's been legal in BC for years as well. But I actually just stumbled across a, an article on water cremation, which I hadn't really thought about before. Have you heard of this before? I have not. So what it boils down to is instead of like wasting natural gas and 
how do I describe it? Uh, burning a body after it's dead. They've actually come up with this new system called uh, water cremation, where they basically put a, a pressurized water tank together with some chemicals, basically pressure cook a body, strip off all the goo, and then dump the goo into the sewer. And mm. then they then they take the bones and crush them up and give them back to the person. And they say it's more environmentally friendly, more energy efficient, and everything else. But the interesting thing is now all of a sudden they've decided that uh, it's a good idea to take that water because it's so high in alkaline uh, nitrogen and a couple other things. It's actually good fertilizer. <laughs> so <laughs> now Hold we're that. taking. Now we're taking dead bodies instead of dumping it in the sewer because somebody got upset with dumping it in the sewer. They're dumping it on farm fields. So it's kind of like turned into the circle of life, sort of green style. Yeah, okay. If you're a tree hugger, I suppose that could work. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, wow, I had no idea this was going on. But uh, yeah, so water cremation is a thing. And it's um, we're basically getting fertilized with ourselves now. Hmm. Well, hey. uh, yeah. it's better than dumping the person down to the sewer, right? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I just like wow. I, just, I had no idea this was going on. So, anyways, yeah, put it into foil hat and everything else. But I just I just kind of thought it was a really interesting article. Anyway, that's I'll all be I back have. in a second. I gotta go get my tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> Check what your uh, your your bread was. Uh, I guess the wheat was was fertilized with or something. Hmm. Anyway, right. So yeah. <laughs> So uh, I've got an article here from CTV News in regards to wildfire on the outskirts of Prince Albert. So tis the season. Wildfires are happening again. Well, and it was early too in Norse when I read that article that, uh, I mean, normally this is a July-August thing in the prairies because let's face it, you know, Prince Albert is halfway up Saskatchewan. It doesn't get that hot normally until like midsummer. Um, I thought it was really early to have a fire that size around Prince Albert. And it's basically endangering, well, the town and, and the airport and a bunch of other stuff. And um, it's actually pretty massive, you know, compared to the normal normal size. So, yeah, early and uh, it never hurts to be prepared for, I guess, fire season well in advance, right? Yeah, because yeah, it happens every year. Mm-hmm. But every year, people are surprised by it. Yeah. All right, so moving to what we've done lately for preps. Yeah, for sure. So for myself, got the boat out of storage. So pretty happy with that. And it runs and it works and everything's good. So uh, knock on wood anyways, because uh, just took it out today to make sure it was all good before we go out on, uh, hopefully on one of our fishing trips, assuming all the, the Crown Land um, lockdown stuff is over. We'll see. We'll find out, I'm sure, in a week or so about that. Uh, organized my uh, indoor workshop. So I got a little workshop in the basement. Uh, nothing crazy, just a small little work area. And finally decided, you know, it's time to clean this up because it had been uh, kind of the pile area for all kinds of, I don't want to deal with this right now. Mm. So cleaned that up and got it organized. And uh, part of the push for that is because we uh, signed a new contract for renovations. No, you're not listening to an old episode. We're doing it again. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> like because I thought you already did that. We did the upstairs, so now we're doing our main floor. So um, we're doing the we're redoing the kitchen, the, the living area, all of that, and uh, we're including some uh, built-in areas for storage for reasons. So fair enough. Be as good. long as you get yeah. some, as long as you get some false walls built into the program, and you know some like pull on the book and the the trap door opens or something, that'd be fantastic. I, I'm not going to confirm or deny that that's part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right, as for myself, I actually got invited on to the Mark Petroni show, uh, and I guess it was recorded on the 17th, but it aired the 18th. Um, 
And I, yeah, surprisingly, Mark gives me a lot of time on the show to talk preparedness. And I like him. He's good. Yeah, and like he does like to lead the questions and tries to yep. get me to trip myself up a couple times, which is good. It's good practice. But, Wouldn't be in the media if he didn't do that. Exactly. I think he's still <laughs> he's still hoping I have a doomsday prepper moment and go off the deep end on something. <laughs> but I'm always trying to give the reasonable approach and, and kind of yep. make sure that he realizes we're all just normal people. Well, relatively. Well. And <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah no he i guess i think he gave me half an hour again and I, that's that's amazing nice. for like i think his show is only two hours long so yeah it is two hours yeah um so yeah i was i was impressed so anyway got to go on that that was always fun um see here i did some massive amount of trees getting put down on the the property i've had like I guess from the previous owner, some half trees that were kind of hanging over shops and I had a bunch of, you know, standing deadfall uh, all sitting up there. And now I've got time because of course work is not really around right now. Um, so I probably spent the last three days just chainsawing more than anything else. And I've got a bunch of, uh, you know, bucked up wood kind of strewn around the property. And I got to go pick it all up and split it and stuff. But um, it's been sitting on my to-do list for a long time. So I was happy to get all those done. Um, still not finished my fire break, but I'm working on that after, especially after that Prince Albert story. Um, let's see here. Uh, and also the reason I did this is because I guess for my next year's burn requirements, I'm a little short actually on dried wood and it's all the standing deadfalls good because it's already pre-dried, right? Yeah. Um, I carried on with the Patriot Challenge, uh, which involves, you know, reading a book, practicing a skill like chainsawing for at least 10 minutes a day, yeah. uh, 45 minutes of exercise, two liters of water, which I've always got it handy. And... Other various stuff. So as part of that thing, I guess, were you watching Patriot last week? I was not. So we got challenged to the Finnish uh, Resul hike, which is like a kind of a pseudo military, but more just like a, a, a ruck march kind of challenge. And so the guys from Patriot have challenged every other podcaster, basically that's remotely gun and or preparedness related in Canada to do the same thing they're doing, which basically involves 40 kilometers of hiking over four days as a minimum. You can do more. That's so, a lot of hiking. It is a lot of hiking, but I do 5K a day at least anyway, roughly. So, I mean, for me, it's just I got to double it. So I just got to, you know, amp it up a bit. So that's fine. But I guess you also have to carry 22 pounds of weight in order to get some bonus points. So that'll be another thing. So that's 10 kilos. Um, so, yeah, I signed up for that and it's in July. So I'm going to start upping my exercise game a bit, which nice. is long overdue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because that's one thing you can't really instantly have if you need it for preparedness so i thought i'd just get my my uh you know cardio up a bit so yeah i signed up for that hike it's free to sign up for i just put in for like a velcro patch which i think was eight bucks uh which they give it to you after you've proved that you did the ruck march and via like that strava app or something you just have to have that lined up and prove that you did it so other than that i continue with my brass washing i think i've got a third of what we picked up a couple weeks ago there taken care of um which is about two thousand rounds ready to go i guess um (laughs) Yeah, see here, ludicrously early hay purchase. I had a good deal on, um, I guess it's kind of the first of the season hay for the alpacas. It basically half the price of what I normally pay, and I'm good for the next winter, so that's good. Because um, there are time about supply chain shortages, so I thought I'd just take care of that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I got a package from Alan uh, involving wow. a ham radio antenna and some other goodies, so that was awesome. So that uh, was nice to get that. And other than that, really family commitments i had uh i got some upheaval going on with the the kids in university and stuff so i uh wasn't able to do a whole lot extra than i normally would so that was pretty much it and you still managed to uh fill out like a page and a half 
Like I said, just just log everything, man. It all counts, right? Yep. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah, I got to start logging more often because it's like padding yeah. a resume. Just you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, I've got uh, a doctorate and all these cool things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, let's move into the main topic, shall we? All right. So actually, uh got this one suggested by my significant other, my better half, as it were. And uh, she mentioned about like, you know, it doesn't really apply to this per se, but you know, we, we kind of joked about, you know, keeping food from the confiscation crews when, you know, the, the, the EMP happens or whatever. But in reality, it's more like a burglary protection thing. Um, yeah. Kind of a reminder of not to display your wealth, kind of an OPSEC related thing. So I guess hiding your stash for less like a better yeah. term. And I think we kind of pseudo covered it with the gray man theory and so. kind, of, yeah. kind of like what, I guess, protecting the doomstead. I think we talked about that a little bit too, but yeah, we did. Yeah. There is actually a lot to be said about, you know, not advertising too much as far as your stores, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Because if, if you start advertising what you have and you're, you're talking about it, but it's like people want to talk about what they have and it's hard not to, but if you start advertising everything you have, as soon as some shit at the fan scenario happens, you're the person everyone's going to go to. Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny because Mark mentioned that on the, on the radio show. He's like, have you ever had friends tell that, you know, when the shit goes sideways, you're going to come to my house or they're going to come to your house. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. I always ask them, what are you bringing? <laughs> but, <Yep. laughs> like, or you can pre-stash yep. here as, as you see fit. Um, yep. Yeah, so that is a, a problem, right? And I mean, other than advertising on a podcast live on YouTube and telling people what you have done for preps, I mean, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, <laughs> the, the people might be surprised. No, I don't actually tell people everything. Believe it or not. Wait, wait a minute. You, you're yeah. telling me you do more than what you advertise every week? Well, perhaps, but maybe I just don't ta- want to talk about it. So there Fair you enough. go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Opsec is a thing, even for podcast hosts. So yes. uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, when when the wife mentioned this, I actually I kind of thought of that scene from A Fish Called Wanda. Do you ever watch that movie back in the day? Can't say as I did. Okay, it's a pretty funny movie. It's it's got a couple classic lines in there. But one of them was Kevin Klein's this like pseudo cat burglar, and he's looking for these uncut diamonds. And what ends up happening? I think they re- repeated it in the George Clooney movie out of sight as well. But what happened was uh, they end up hiding the uncut di- diamonds in the goldfish tank in plain sight amongst the other <laughs> brightly colored rocks. Nice. So. Basically, there's $10 million worth of uncut diamonds sitting there in a goldfish tank, and all people have to do is reach in and grab it. Meanwhile, they're tearing apart the house looking for these diamonds, <laughs> <laughs> and literally, they're walking right by it like 20 times, and um, I thought it was just a, a good life lesson that sometimes it's like right in front of you, but if, you're, if you don't see it or you don't want to see it or choose not to see it, yeah. it's huge, right? And that can make a big difference for your yeah. preps. Or if it's in a place where the common person would not th- think that it would be they're not going to look there yeah right so we uh i mean there's obviously the the, the easy ones like the fake electrical outlets and uh yeah. you know i joked about the false walls but some people do that right like some people spend yeah. the the effort to actually like put an extra two by four in there and drywall it across and put you know beans bullets and band-aids behind there and yeah. um yeah that's, that's probably one of the first things preppers will see is the the fake uh, outlets it's like the number one thing that you get presented with is oh yeah hide all your stuff in a fake outlet yeah. it's yeah. good for some things yeah, yeah i suppose if, if everything fits yeah. into a two by three space i suppose yeah. and, um you can buy those low voltage 12 volt you know plastic boxes that you can literally cut a hole in the drywall put one of those in yeah. and put a, a fake cover on it yeah you could but again yeah. you know when you go to sell the house you're gonna wonder what was your malfunction <laughs> well that's their problem yeah i suppose but uh, <laughs> um 
it is it is a thing but i mean it, yeah, yeah if you want a quick and quick and dirty one i suppose that's one way to do it yeah it's good for small little items and, and maybe some valuables or if you're you're going away or you're leaving your house for a certain period of time, you want to hide them in there. Chances are someone's not going to start pulling at all the outlets to check them. Um, if they listen to this podcast, then yeah, they are going to start pulling all the outlets to check them. But uh, hopefully, the bad guy's not listening. That's right. Um, <laughs> Chris mentioned about the uh, the water cremation. As long as I fertilize yeah. my wife's tomato plants after my death, I, I'm good with it. So. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's that's one way to put you to use afterwards, right? But uh, <laughs> I don't think they actually give you the option of, of keeping the goop. They just give you the uh, the bones afterwards. But hmm. it's kind of disgusting when you think about it. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see what else we're we talking about. Um, a couple of things I was I was kind of laughed about too is like uh, in Schindler's List, there's a little kid you know he's trying to hide from when they're rounding up all the uh, the Jewish people in the ghetto, and the kid hid in the outhouse right in the bottom of the tank, you know, right in the big mm-hmm. pile of liquid and poop and stuff, and yep. yeah. Nobody looked for him, right? Nope. And so the area is covered in crap, but he lived. So, you know, smart. Um, yeah. And so I thought, well, geez, yeah, you could suppose by the same token, though, you could lift up my septic tank and throw in a garbage bag full of whatever and throw it to the bottom. I mean, retrieving it might be fun, but if you are worried about it, there is a thought, right? Yeah, true. That is I mean, uh, that's definitely a spot. It's I don't know if I'd store food there. But... <laughs> Maybe not something you're going to ingest <laughs> later on. No, uh, I mean basically what it boils down to is there's there's a million different places around your house. But yep. if you think about places that people don't want to go or don't think of going, or maybe it's just too much of a hassle, that's a good spot, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, people are going to they're going to go to the easy places. They're not going to want to spend time looking for the difficult spots to look. Um, it's just human nature. If it's easier to get access to a certain area, they're, they're going to go for that first. Mm. So, yeah. And so, I mean, like there's all sorts of other options. I mean, people always talk about burying stuff, but I mean, around here, if I think if you bury anything, it's going to get rusty, waterlogged, whatever within mm. two months during rainy season. Like I, I wouldn't give it much time. So that that's a problem too. And as much as I would love to uh, hide stuff in the septic tank, I think I'm just going to suggest that hopefully that if somebody does break into my house, the first thing they do is go diving in there because at least they'll come away smelling like crap after they broke into my house. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I've got a gold bar at the bottom of the, the septic tank. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, go. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I'll help you dig it up. I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you are going to bury stuff, you have to remember you have to do it deep enough that a metal detector can't find it because obviously if somebody's yeah. really determined, just like a heavy duty lock only slows people down. I suppose if you were going to bury stuff and you have a, a 40 by 20 lot, it doesn't take long with somebody with a metal detector to sweep along the whole property and just say, Hey, I noticed there's a big thing there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one guy mentioned the fact that you could always bury it in concrete. Like you could actually like build a planter flower box, whatever you could actually put rebar in to throw off the metal detectors and then like actually literally put something in there and then cover it in concrete and then, you know, let it dry. So worst case scenario, you could like take a sledgehammer to your steps later on if you really wanted to get to it. So I mean, there's 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 no shortage of ways to hide stuff, right? Uh, Scott stealing my thunder a little bit here. He mentions in the live chat ceiling joists. I've got that on my list. Certainly, it's an option. Again, you know, like so, even if you just have an accessible attic and you have a bunch of ceiling joists covered with the pink insulation or the spray foam insulation, yep. do you really think that any burglar or government confiscation agent or whatever is really going to spend the time to go through each joist? And double check to make sure you don't have stuff in there. Like, no, come on. Really? No. Yeah. So. Time is, you know, is of the essence. There's coffee to be drank. 
they're not spending the time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Either they're under time pressure because they're actually legit thieves or they're government sanctioned thieves, in which case they're paid by the hour or paid by yeah. the, the day, so they don't care and they just want to get done. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and one thing I've got in here when we're talking about that is a diversion stash. So keep something in plain sight that looks appetizing to someone who wants to steal your stuff and just be prepared to lose that. Yeah, and actually, I can't name him, but uh, there is a local gun dealer in uh, Vancouver, and I was chatting with him one time, and he's like, this is my honeypot, and he has like five or six shotguns and, and firearms, basically. They're all deactivated, so they're not actually legally firearms, but they are they look good, and they look yep. you know very, very tempting, and he basically leaves those so that if somebody does manage to get past all the safeguards he's got, they grab those and leave, and they don't even have an actual <laughs> firearm. Because... <laughs> Uh, like you said, it's it's diversion, right? Like they yeah. they figure they've scored, so they're going to leave. Um, in reality, they don't have a, even a useful receiver. They have nothing. They have a, a metal yeah. tube, and by the same token, like, he's not in trouble. He hasn't lost anything. Yeah. Thief doesn't get anything like you know usable, and uh, everybody's happy in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. It's to- that's totally a, a human nature thing. Somebody is intent on stealing your stuff, and they come in, they're going to be jacked up. They're going to be all freaked out as well, most likely, and they're going to want to get in, get out. And not get caught. So if they have that tunnel vision of I'm in this place, I want to get these things, and they see the things that they're there to get or the high value items that they think they're getting, they'll take that and go. So yeah, yeah set something up that's appetizing and looks like it's high value and it looks like it's going to be worthwhile to take. They'll take that and meanwhile the rest of your stuff is safely hidden away and not touched. Well, especially if some guy's tweaking on math, he's not thinking straight to begin with. And if you see something that looks awesome, he's just going to take that and go because he's got to, you know, get the next habit hit or whatever. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, awesome idea. Uh, same thing with the uh, the idea with the safe too. I mean, as much as you want to put like a little sticker on the safe that says there's no valuables inside, nobody's going to believe that. No. But if you have a safe that's actually got no valuables inside, but it's easy to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because a safe would be uh, something that might tweak somebody's interest. Yeah, it kind of does scream, hey, valuables yeah, inside. Yeah. Hey, steal me over here. Steal me. Yeah. yeah. So unless they want like my collection of like uh, My Little Pony uh, registration certificates, I mean, I suppose oh. I can have those. Oh, the comments. I would make them, but you <laughs> showed up today. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything bad about your My Little Pony collection. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott's got another good point in the live chat here. Uh, set up some kind of a honeypot. Uh, for your bug out as well have some throwaway food etc because you could very well come across somebody if you have to bug out that is uh looking for something or looking to steal the rest of your stuff and if you've got something you can just throw at them they feel like they've accomplished what they want to accomplish and meanwhile you still have uh, everything you thought you'd have but you've gotten rid of your throwaway stuff so yeah, I mean, if, so if you're at a bug out location or if even your regular house and things have gone sideways, if you have like five or six cans of beans, it looks like you don't have anything else, but that's, you know, it's in your normal pantry. Yeah, people are going to, you know, kind of do their thing, look for food, grab it and leave and think they've cleaned you out. Perfect. I mean, yeah. Um, and yeah, if you do have a crawl space, the access to it doesn't always have to be easy to find. Um, yep. In a lot of cases, like I, I think in Ontario as well, like, I mean, a lot of times they have the old style uh, sellers that are in like, you know, kitchen closets or whatever. And if you put a carpet over it, is somebody really going to take the time to look for it? No. Probably not. No. Yeah. So, yeah, crawl space is another great place to put it for sure. Yeah. And with um, the crawl space as well, if if you are afraid that somebody is going to look in there, you can always do the, the false wall thing a little bit further back 
and then it looks like they've gotten to the end of it, but there's actually more stars behind. So if, if you're intent on doing the false wall thing, there's an option for you. Yeah, because crawl spaces don't always match the, uh, the, I guess, the footprint of the main floor either, right? Nope. They might they might just be a, a dugout, literally. Yep. Um, one thing I want to talk about quickly here is caches. So, you mm. know, people talk about caches when they do the bug out. Yep. Um, if they are bugging out and they want to refuel or, you know, resupply, sometimes there's a long bug out. People do cache fuel and supplies along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one way of diversifying your preps as well. Like, um, for example, if you do have a buddy's acreage that maybe it's not your bug out location or maybe it's just an emergency backup, there's nothing wrong with putting your stuff at a buddy's acreage, um, maybe even half your stuff or whatever, just that in case your house burns down or his place burns down, yep. you don't lose everything. Yep, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. And so on that subject, I guess, too, I mean, there's a lot to be said about maybe renting a storage unit. If you have uh, huh? like 10 years worth of food and you don't want to put it all in one place, like eggs in one basket thing, like you said, huh? uh, rental storage unit. And then just, you know, you don't even have to put it under a false name because really, I mean, if you rent it, somebody's going to know you rent it. If they're really It'd be cooler if it was under a false name, though, just saying. Yeah, if you had a false passport, <laughs> you know, an entirely different identity. Well, but no, in reality, it's yeah. for the everyday uh you know, as long as it's, I guess, yeah. within maybe an easy easy walk or a uh, short drive, it, that would be the ideal, but I've read to the storage unit. Yeah. If you weren't like a podcast uh, host uh, talking about preparedness, then yeah, you're good to make it in your own name. If you are on a podcast, you should probably have an alternate alias. Yes. Probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. I guess I, I wonder if I could be Bert Gummer. No, never mind. That'd be a pretty dickhead boy, but... You probably never watched Tremors either, did you? Nope. Oh. Yeah, no. Terrible. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm just wrecking everything tonight. <laughs> yeah, you can still be friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, com- completely unrelated with caches. Uh, maybe learn or just look into geocaching. Yep. That's uh, the, the nerd in me says that's fun. Yes. Yep. Fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is a related subject. If you are going to stash stuff in random spots around the country, whether it be like, uh, you know, I want to stash something at the, you know, magnetic North Pole. Go for it. Just make sure you yep. remember to write down the lat long where you put it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that way you can either retrieve it, tell somebody else how to find it, or even if it's like via landmarks that hopefully won't change, like don't put it by like, you know, the third tree on the left from the other tree, you know, <laughs> the tree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, yeah, whereas if you I, have a lat long or a, a uh, like, you know, that mountain, this degree, you know, so on and so on, um, yeah, there'd be a lot more. I would I also guess. not put it near an actual geocache location because chances are it will be found. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll pick up the tennis ball somebody left and put down yeah. 10 years worth of preps. Yeah, yeah, probably a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, obviously it, it boils down to common sense, right? So, I mean, yeah. if you, if you want to like preserve your supplies for whatever reason, um, the emergencies act didn't get implemented like I thought it would, but, uh, they didn't come around to stash or steal supplies, but Hey, I'm not dead yet. So this could still yep. happen. <laughs> yep. And it's still in force. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you never know. Right. I mean, nope. EMPs and everything else aside, it's, it's, it's a concern about people stealing your stuff on a regular basis. So. Yep. Yeah, I've got a couple other uh, ideas here. They're a little bit more, you know, if, if you want to go this way, great. If you don't, but you can look at stashing stuff inside furniture. Kind of goes along the same idea as the hiding things in the fish tank, the diamonds in the fish tank. If you want to get that uh, creative with it and put some stuff in furniture, well, it's sitting around anyways. 
nine times out of ten, someone's probably not going to look at it. Try that. Yeah, the youngers mentioned put in bins and label them Christmas decorations or kids' yeah, clothes yep. and cover your preps with a layer of that stuff on top. Same thing, uh, hygiene products. <laughs> yeah. Tax files. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, or just something, something boring. Like, yeah. Something extremely boring. And the more boring, the yep. better, honestly. Yep. Uh, did we say the attic yet? Who said that? I think we mentioned that kind of yeah. thing. It's like attic it's and idea. ceiling joists, yeah. floor joists, yeah. anything like that, right? I mean, uh, I remember back on our original acreage in Alberta, the floor joists above the garage actually were completely covered with plywood except for like on one end and we actually had a kitten no. give our cat give birth like five feet into one of the joists and we ended up having to get the kittens out but um huh. again you know you could stash stuff sideways right on the edge of the, the the ceiling and get stuff in there right yeah yeah uh scott also mentions the diversion firebox in the mm-hmm. master closet uh actually that's one thing i forgot to mention yeah um I guess 301 discreetly elsewhere. Everybody else looks in the master closet. Yeah. So he actually stole my thunder again. I forgot to mention that, that everybody <laughs> and their dog puts all their valuables in their master bedroom, usually in the underwear drawer or the side table. Don't be that guy. <laughs> no, no, just don't do it. Don't do it. Throw your diversion <laughs> stuff there. Oh, it's like, oh, really? Am, am I that guy? No, I don't think so. But um, yeah, it is quite common just how often thieves will go right for the master bedroom, never mm-hmm. for the kids' rooms, and never for the bathroom or yep. whatever they always go for the master bedroom and so take that as a life lesson right yep yep that's a good spot to put your diversion stash are there any good storage containers that are rodent proof josh asks uh yes uh galvanized steel garbage cans are insanely rat proof um even if you just use those costco ten dollar plastic tote things but you put a little bit of steel wool around the edge or you know, just put something that's not appealing to them, garlic, uh, cayenne pepper, uh, anything in there, they're not going to go in there, trust me. And as long as if you put food in one of these tubs that isn't rat-proof, but you seal it airtight, there's not enough scent to keep them coming in there. And oh. they won't... Mylar, again, uh, it's just like tinfoil, they won't bite through mylar and enjoy it. So, um, same idea. Yep. Uh see here. The Unger is mentioned again. Uh, tin garbage cans are good for most rodents and thieves. And they don't use uh, thieves don't usually look in the garbage either. It's a great point. Yeah, again, yeah. I, I suppose you could put like some really stanky garbage on top of uh, uh, you know, like I guess a, a pile of gold bricks or something, and yeah, nobody's gonna look for <laughs> I it. I wish right? I had a pile of gold bricks to put in a stinky garbage can. What you don't? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not on the show. I don't. No, <laughs> yeah, I wish I did. I, I wouldn't be on. A, I wouldn't be like uh, worried about my daily income without a job if I uh, had a stash of gold bricks. I suppose. Right? Nope. So. <laughs> Another anyway. one that I had on the list was a storage shed on the property. So if you've got a shed and it's, you know, it, it's some room, it's not going to be in your house. Sometimes people looking to come to take your things are not going to think about that or they're not going to see it. Sometimes they might, uh, but if it's tucked away back in the corner of your property, it might be a spot to stash some things. Actually, uh, the guy in England that built that super duper awesome, uh, 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 bomb shelter in his uh, in his backyard. Basically, he dug up his entire backyard, put the shelter, and then reburied it. And the only yep. way to access it is through a storage shed on the property. Nice. <laughs> and so he, he's got, like, he, he does metal band practice down there and all sorts of other goofy yeah. stuff. Doesn't have any weapons because it's England, but you know it's uh, it's still pretty. So funny. he says. So he says. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, storage shed is awesome because again, you know, unless people are after like garden hose and rakes, yep. they're not going to go in there, right? No. Uh, another idea is under cabinets. So usually there's a little bit of dead space 
underneath the cabinets. You'd have to pull away some of the, the footing and such to get at it. But if you're looking for somewhere to hide some things, that's out of, out of sight, out of mind. Well, and uh, yeah. sometimes the corners are like poorly designed and poorly used. Yep. And so there might be like a dead space in the very, very corner corner because they did like a 45 on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so usually you can access them and, and you could put like a magnetically attached, you know, corner piece on there. That you can just push and release or something. Yeah, that's um, an idea too. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah. Yeah. Have a good look around your kitchen for any dead spaces in the cabinetry because guaranteed there's going to be some somewhere mm-hmm. and use that to your advantage. I like that one idea you had there, inside furniture. Yeah, it's it's in plain sight. It's right there. But who's going to look through your furniture? They might grab the cushions and toss the cushions if they're looking for some loose change along the way. But uh, or you know if they want to take a quick stop and you know flip through the TV channels or something, they need the remote. But they're not going to look through the the actual couch like in underneath it, and it's right there. Well, don't be like Pablo Escobar and make an entire couch out of money because people will notice when they sit down on it. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's probably not do that. Yeah, it, it, but actually inside, like, yeah, don't uh, take out the stuffing too much or anything else. And even yeah. if it's just like a diamond ring or whatever, you want to store it inside a, a, yeah. a cushion. How's anybody going to know, right? Yeah, that's an option as well. I was thinking more like the actual um, like couch portion, not the not the cushion portion. But mm. yeah, there's all kinds of different ways you can go about it. And, yeah, if you want to put some small stuff on the cushions as well, yeah. Well, just like a box spring and a mattress too. Same idea. Like there's a bunch of yep. dead space in there, and if you figure out a way to suspend it, that you know it will pass a cursory inspection. That's one way to do it. I mean, but yeah. this all takes time and you know, I guess effort and imagination and stuff. So, well, it certainly does. Yeah, it's it it's it's probably best to maybe spend some time walk around your house and just start thinking, where would I go if I was looking the grab some things or take some things what's the first spot i'd go and look chances are that's what somewhere someone else is going to go look for as well mm-hmm. and then just go from there and start looking around of where can i hide things cool yeah it's uh it's 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 kind of neat to start looking around your house because you're going to find spots that you can hide things you're going to find spots that you may not have thought about and all of a sudden you're just going to have the aha moment of hey well yeah yeah, the ceiling joists or the couch or the corner cabinet in the kitchen or, you know, underneath the kids' beds or wherever. It's There's all kinds of spots you're probably not thinking about. And hopefully after you listen to this episode, just start looking around and think of some spots. Exactly. The Yunkers mentioned uh, make sure items stored in the shed are able to be frozen. Good and point. not just that, but able to withstand temperature swings and extremes yep. because whether it be food, ammo, whatever. They don't like going up and down in temperature a thousand times because yep. it tends to degrade the life of everything, right? Oh, true, yeah. Yeah, definitely you have to keep the uh, the environment in mind as far as where you're going to store it, what kind of swings you're going to be looking at. Uh, and yeah, moisture. Yeah, moisture is a big your, one too. Moisture is not your friend, right? So that's where oh, the you know, desiccant packs, O2 absorbers, everything else comes into play because you want to try and keep everything no matter pretty much what you're storing, even if it's dollar bills, you yep. want to keep it as stable as you can, temperature and humidity-wise. Uh, Scott says he's uh, found a few things from previous owners in his houses. But uh, hopefully nothing too crazy. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure if I want to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll ask him off air, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, we found a pop can in the in the wall when we were doing our renovations upstairs. It was a, a Pepsi can from Route 92. Still perfectly fine. Actually, just I was just helping a friend to uh, tear apart an old kitchen. And yeah, back in that corner part I was telling you yep. about, 
they use that as the garbage can for about the last week of building the house, uh, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> so, good. And they even took like sweepings of like sawdust and threw it in there and everything else. I was like, are you serious? But, uh, well, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all I had though. Yeah. That's kind of my list as well. Um, yeah, we talked about off-property storage. It's a viable option inside furniture, under cabinets, ceiling joists. We mentioned burying it. Fake outlet, just because it's apparently a prepper thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Like I said, there's all kinds of spots and spaces and, and places that you you probably haven't thought about. That hopefully you will now, because there's lots of voids and lots of cool little spots in all kinds of houses. And, well, it's yeah, of figuring out how to use them. It never hurts to amp up the paranoia because, I mean, it's like I say, it'd be as simple as a burglary. Um, yep. You wouldn't want to have, lose all your valuables just because you didn't take the time to spend 15 minutes yeah. to try and make it a little more difficult for them. I mean, it's, nothing's foolproof, but at least if it, if it helps you lose less stuff and have to rebuild stuff, yeah. so much the better. Yeah. Yeah, I personally like the idea of just having something that looks like it's of high value in plain sight, makes it very easy for anybody who's come into your space with the idea of taking your things it's right there they think this is perfect super simple take off with it and meanwhile you've already planned on losing that it's yeah i think the wife's already got planned out that if we get a home invasion she's just gonna hold me out and say take him maybe i don't know i said high value items oh sorry i thought it was just something (laughs) she wanted to get rid of (laughs) Uh, okay yeah yeah Yeah, okay okay. so it could be high value to her to get rid of got it okay yeah fair enough (laughs) awesome sorry i shouldn't i shouldn't make fun you actually showed up today i forgot about that i'll I'll take that comment back i like it with people right yeah Uh, i like the rest of the panel who decided uh it's a holiday weekend we're not going to show up yeah the disdain for the listeners is a very obvious yep yeah (laughs) Uh, we talked about burying things as well right so yeah we did it's an option just, you know, don't bury things that you don't want to get all rusty and gross. And moisture is not your friend. No, it is not. Uh, we got anything else in the live chat? I think that's it. No, that's it. That's all. Well, maybe we'll move the podcast challenge then. Alrighty. Uh, so podcast challenge this week is figure out a way to diversify your supplies to prevent a total loss in case of unexpected access to your preps. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected access in air quotes there. Because, um, yep. I mean, yeah, it could be from a variety of sources. And, you know, go down that rabbit hole however you want. Yep, and that can turn into multiple rabbit holes. Exactly. Yeah. All right, what do we got for upcoming events? Well, Maple Seed events still. Uh, there's been some range closures and openings. Uh, where is Ontario sitting for range openings? Uh, so... My range just emailed out that they are opening up the outdoor ranges. Uh, rules still the physical distancing, um, only 10 people per range, that sort of thing. Okay, um, so they, they so can do it then. They're so opening at least, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I was listening to Slamfire actually earlier today, and I think they mentioned that Ontario is back on. So uh, yeah. Maple Seed events, so mapleseedrifleman.com slash events, and that should tell you where the nearest uh, Maple Seed course is happening. And yeah, highly recommended, absolutely. Uh, they should be going all summer, hopefully. They're going in Alberta for sure, and I think BC now, too. I think that's pretty much it for upcoming events. Yeah, because COVID, it sucks. Yeah. It's canceling everything still. Two weeks to flatten the curve, though. 
Cheers, two weeks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a deal of the week. Yeah, uh, in no way uh, unrelated to the episode at all. It's uh, actually quite apropos. Uh, the Underground Cash su- uh, Survival Can. It's made by MTM Plastics, I think. And basically, it's like a, a double-layered plastic can that you can bury. And it's got in- a plastic bag for the inside and everything else. It was 25% off of Bullseye until this morning, and then the sale ended. But I did put a link in the show notes. It is a just a, a polymer kind of um, variable can. But, I mean, honestly, you can do the same thing with, you know, an uh, ammo can wrapped in 15 layers of plastic or something. So, I mean, but it's just worth a, a, a try and maybe take a look at it. It's meant to repel water anyway. Oh, hey, there's also, there's also like the uh, PVC pipe, right? Like you said, moisture's not your friend, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, any shout-outs for this evening? Actually, I'm surprisingly shout-outless. Yeah. Look at that. The rest of the panelists disappear, and we are so efficient. Yeah. We're at 40 minutes in and we've got through the content. We've got through pretty much most of the show. I don't think we need the rest of them to come back. No, that's yeah. better off without them. I think so. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, email and iTunes reviews. Email was dead. No new reviews. I got Almost one like people are on a holiday or something. It's weird. Could be. Hmm. Uh, I got one comment from the digital prepper who said, uh, good tips and info. Stay safe and prepared out there, guys. And the digital prepper actually has a YouTube channel of his own. And oh. I actually would, I would recommend it. He specializes in basically digital OPSEC and, and gray man stuff. And basically he <laughs> covers off a variety of subjects on how to make yourself a little more anonymous on the web, not give away too much information, uh, spyware tips and tricks, what kind of spyware is in various software, um, Pretty comprehensive channel. I was actually pretty impressed when I took a look at it. So uh, I guess it's under youtube.com slash the digital prepper. And uh, take a look. I'm going to have to check that out now. Yeah. Interesting cat. Very nice. Well, with that, I will bring episode 118 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. Find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, Please help us out. Submit a review. It helps other people find us. All right, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com and on Gab at the Island Retreat. I guess on Odyssey as well. I forgot to mention that. Um, oh, yeah. You can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast on iTunes, Odyssey, and YouTube, and in the Discord group called Canadian Patriot Podcast. Uh, email us if you want an invite because uh, we'd love to have more people on there. There's a little preparedness section as well, uh, which comes in handy. There you can find us discussing why government waste in society has remarking X's on treasure maps. <laughs> well played yeah (laughs) all right uh please check out uh, rapid survival rapid survival.com you can get me there on the live chat well uh you're of course purchasing some prepper gear and you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca thanks for joining us this evening and uh, until next time uh, be prepared stay safe and keep learning Mm -hmm.